Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome, welcome back to Five Go Off in a Caravan. Oh, me. We are on chapter six already. Chapter six. Right. They've come to the hills. They've come to the lake. And now, chapter six is called The Circus Camp and Nobby. So, they must find the circus camp next. So, here goes. Chapter six. It did not take the caravans very long to come in sight of the circus camp. As George had said, it was in a comfortable hollow set at the foot of the hills, a quiet spot well away from any dwelling places where the circus animals could enjoy a certain amount of freedom and be exercised in peace. The caravans were set around in a wide circle. Tents had been put up here and there. The big elephant was tied to a thick rope to a stout tree. Dogs ran about everywhere and a string of shining horses was being paraded round a large field nearby. There they all are, said Anne, excitedly, standing up on the driving seat to see better. Golly, the chimpanzee is loose, isn't he? Oh, no, he isn't. Someone has got him on a rope. Is it Nobby with him? Oh, yes, it is. Oh, I say, fancy walking about with a live chimp like that, said Julian. <clears throat> the children looked at everything with the greatest interest as their caravans came nearer to the circus camp. Few people seemed to be about that hot afternoon. Nobby was there with the chimpanzee and one or two women were stirring pots over small fires. But that seemed to be all. The circus dog set up a great barking as the red and green caravans drew nearer. One or two men came out of the tents and looked up the track that led to the camp. They pointed to the children's caravans and seemed astonished. Nobby, with the chimpanzee held firmly by the paw, came out of the camp in curiosity to meet the strange caravans. Julian hailed him. Hi, Nobby. Didn't think you'd see us here, did you? Nobby was amazed to hear his name called. At first he did not remember the children at all. And then he gave a yell. Jump in, Jiminy, it's you kids I saw away back on the road. What are you doing here? Timmy growled ominously and George called to Nobby. He's never seen a chimpanzee before. Do you think they'll be friends? Dunno, said Nobby doubtfully. Old Pongo likes the circus dogs all right. Anyway, don't you let your dog fly at Pongo or he'll be eaten alive. A chimp is very strong, you know. Could I make friends with... Pongo, do you think? asked George. If he would shake hands with me or something, Timmy would know I was friends with him and he'll be all right. Would Pongo make friends with me? Of course he will, said Nobby. He's the sweetest tempered chimp alive, aren't you, Pongo? Now, shake hands with the lady. Anne didn't feel at all inclined to go near the chimpanzee, but George was quite fearless. He walked up to the big, she walked up to the big animal and held out her hand. The chimpanzee took it at once, raised it to his mouth and pretended to nibble it, making friendly noises all the time. 
George laughed. He's nice, isn't he? She said. Timmy, this is Pongo, a friend. Nice Pongo, good Pongo. She patted Pongo on the shoulder to show Timmy that she liked the chimpanzee. And Pongo at once patted her on the shoulder too, grinning amiably. He then patted her on the head and pulled one of her curls. Timmy wagged his tail just a little. He looked very doubtful indeed. What was this strange creature that his mistress appeared to like so much? He took a step towards Pongo. Come on, Timmy, say how do you do to Pongo, said George, like this. And she shook hands with the chimpanzee again. This time he wouldn't let a hand go, but went on shaking it up and down as if he was pumping water with a pump handle. He won't let go, said George. Don't be naughty, Pongo, said Nobby in a stern voice. Pongo at once dropped George's hand and covered his face with a hairy paw as if he was ashamed. But the children saw that he was peeping through his fingers with wicked eyes that twinkled with fun. <laughs> he's a real monkey, said George, laughing. Oh, you're wrong. He's an ape, said Nobby. Ah, here comes Timmy to make friends. Jump in, Jiminy, they're shaking paws. And so they were. Timmy, having once made up his mind that Pongo was to be a friend, remembered his manners and held out his right paw as he had been taught. Pongo seized it and shook it vigorously. Then he walked round to the back of Timmy and shook hands with his tail. <laughs> Timmy didn't know what to make of it all. The children yelled with laughter and Timmy sat down firmly on his tail. Then he stood up again, his tail wagging, for Barker and Growler had come rushing up. Timmy remembered them and they remembered him. Well, they're making friends all right, said Nobby, pleased. Now they'll introduce Timmy to all the other dogs and there'll be no trouble. Hey, look out for Pongo there. The chimpanzee had stolen around to the back of Julian and was slipping his hand into the boy's pocket. Nobby went to him and slapped the chimpanzee's paw hard. Naughty! Bad boy! Pickpocket! The children laughed again when the chimpanzee covered his face with his paws, pretending to be ashamed. You'll have to watch out when Pongo's about, said Nobby. He loves to take things out of people's pockets. I say, are these your caravans? Aren't they posh? Oh, they've been lent to us, said Dick. As a matter of fact, it was seeing your circus go by with all its colourful caravans that made us think of borrowing caravans too and coming away for a holiday. And as you told us where you were going, we thought we'd follow you and find you out and get you to show us around the camp, said Julian. I hope you don't mind. I'm proud, said Nobby, going a bright red. Tis and often folks want to make friends with a circus fellow like me. Oh, not gentle folk like you, I mean. I'll be proud to show you around and you can make friends with every blessed monkey, dog and horse in the place. Oh, thanks, said all four at once. That is decent of you, said Dick. Oh, my goodness, look at that chimp. He's trying to shake hands with Timmy's tail again. I bet he's funny in the circus ring, isn't he, Nobby? He's a scream, said Nobby. 
brings the house down. You should see him act with my Uncle Dan. He's the chief clown, you know. Pongo is just as big a clown as my uncle is. It's a fair scream to see them act the fool together. I wish we could see them, said Anna, acting in the ring, I mean. Will your uncle mind you showing us all the animals and everything? Why should he? said Nobby. Shan't ask him. But you mind and act polite to him, won't you? He's worse than a tiger when he's in a temper. They actually call him Tiger Dan because of his rages. Well, Anne did not like the sound of that at all. Tiger Dan? Sounded very fierce and savage. Oh, I hope he isn't anywhere about now, she said nervously, looking around. Nah, he's gone off somewhere, said Nobby. He's a lonesome sort of chap. Got no friends much in the circus except Lou the acrobat. That's Lou over there. Lou was a long-limbed, loose-jointed fellow with an ugly face and a crop of black, shining hair that curled tightly. He sat on the steps of a caravan smoking a pipe and reading a paper. The children thought that he and Tiger Dan would make a good pair, bad-tempered, scowling and unfriendly. <clears throat> they all made up their minds that they would have as little as possible to do with Lou the Acrobat and Tiger Dan the Clown. Is he a very good acrobat? said Anne in a low voice, though Lou was much too far away to hear her. Fine, first class, said Nobby with admiration in his voice. He can climb anything anywhere. He could go up that tree there like a monkey. And I've seen him climb a drain pipe straight up the side of a tall building, just like a cat. He's a marvel. Oh, you should see him on the tightrope too. He can dance on it. The children gazed at Lou with awe. He felt their glances look, looked up and scowled. Well thought Julian. He may be the finest acrobat that ever lived, but he's a jolly nasty looking fellow. There's not much to choose between him and Tiger Dan. Lou got up, uncurling his long body like a cat. He moved easily and softly. He loped over to Nobby, still with the ugly scowl on his face. Who are these kids, he said. What are they doing messing about here? Oh, we're not missing about, said Julian politely. We came to see Nobby. We've seen him before. Lou looked at Julian as if he was something that smelt nasty. Those your caravans? he asked, jerking his head towards them. Yes, said Julian. Posh, aren't you? said Lou sneeringly. Not particularly, said Julian, still polite. Any grown-ups with you? asked Lou. No, I'm in charge, said Julian, and we've got a dog that flies at people he doesn't like. Timmy clearly didn't like Lou. He stood near him, growling in his throat. Lou kicked out at him. George caught hold of Timmy's collar just in time. Down, Tim, down! she cried. Then she turned on Lou, her eyes blazing. Don't you dare kick my dog, she shouted. He'll have you down on the ground. If you do, you keep out of his way or he'll go for you now. 
Luce spat on the ground in contempt and turned to go. You clear out, he said. We don't want any kids messing about here. And I'm not afraid of any dog. We've got ways of dealing with bad dogs. What do you mean by that? yelled George, still in a furious temper. But Lou did not bother to reply. He went up the steps of his caravan and slammed the door shut. Timmy barked angrily and tugged at his collar, which George was still firmly holding it. Now you've torn it, said Nobby dismally. If Lou catches you about anywhere, he'll oof you out. And you be careful of that dog of yours or he'll disappear. George was angry and alarmed. Disappear? What do you mean? If you think Timmy would let anyone steal him, you're wrong. All right, all right, I'm only telling you. Don't fly at me like that, said Nobby. Jump in, Jiminy, look at that chimp. He's gone inside one of your caravans. The sudden storm was forgotten as everyone rushed to the green caravan. Pongo was inside, helping himself liberally from a tin of sweets. As soon as he saw the children, he groaned and covered his face with his paws, but he sucked hard at all the sweets at the same time. Pongo! Bad boy! Come here! scolded Nobby. Shall I whip you? Oh no, don't! begged Anne. He's a scamp, but I do like him. We've plenty of sweets to spare. You have some too, Nobby. Well, thank you, said Nobby and helped himself. He grinned around at everyone. Nice to have friends like you, he said. Isn't it, Pongo? (laughs) Well, I think Lou sounds a bit, ooh, a bit horrible, doesn't he? Uh, So hopefully they'll stay well out of his way. Um, But let's see what happens next in Chapter 7 tomorrow. Whether they look around the camp whether they get into any bother with Tiger Dan or Lou, the acrobat. So, until then, (laughs) I will say goodbye and say take care and stay safe and say have a great day and I'll see you all again tomorrow. So, bye for now.